4: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: 971 FM Talk Podcast.
3: Hey, good morning to you. It is Thursday morning, the first day of February. And uh, it sounds like, according to the local media, uh, our police uh, will be happy about that in the city of St. Louis because they can move off the January crime stat sheet into February, uh, where there were... Uh, January was not a good month, crime wise numbers. Uh, numbers wise for the for the St. Louis Metropolitan Police, we are going to talk to Chief Robert Tracy uh, here at about six thirty-five. We got uh, a chance to sit down with the chief and ask him a few questions about that, including the shooting at the school over here, the Performing Arts Academy, uh, fifteen months ago. Still no report on that. Still no video release from that. So Kim and I ask him, uh, you know, directly, why not? Why why not show us that stuff?
5: And, and we got him to actually say when he thinks a timeline of when he thinks that will be released.
3: Yeah. So we'll we'll get you that information here at the at the bottom of the hour around six thirty-five. Stay tuned for that. Sometimes, uh, you sometimes you, you people just out of the generosity of their hearts. So you know, we complain a lot about the hours we work because you can't always get access to a restaurant or food or the like. And uh, friend, Bill, reaches out to me a couple of weeks ago and he goes, hey, you know, I, I work for a service. We we do we prepare fresh meals. We we stock them in buildings downtown and all this stuff. I'll drop some off for you. This is what, a week and a half ago, what, about a week and a half yeah. ago. Executive dining. And he, he drops it off. Everybody loved it. Except <laughs> except I, I pulled out a an omelet. Right. That had been prepared by their chef down there that was – I I didn't realize till I warmed it up. Filled with green and red peppers, which I, I don't like. I can't stand. And I made the – I, I happen to mention that on the air, which I shouldn't have because I shouldn't have been complaining. I believe Kim called you a baby. <laughs> she
0: did.
5: I do admit she that did. I did call you a baby. So,
3: so my friend Bill went back to the chef and said, Mark doesn't like peppers. So the guy made – more food and dropped it off this morning. So, uh, shout out to our friends at Executive Dining. That was not what I was fishing for. There but was more food, but we do kind of
0: glossed it. over the fact that they made it special for you without peppers.
3: Without peppers, yeah. He may he re, he made me a couple of omelets and delivered them here this morning along with a, some other foods. So Any thank other special
5: requests, Mark? <laughs>
3: no it's not gonna heat it up fillet mignon I, I don't know if that's how would on the you menu. like that I'm just kidding. how would you like
5: that cooked mark
3: bill I'm medium I'm, medium rare I'm just kidding thank Bacon, you. Wrap, thank you for filet.
5: I'm enjoying a parfait this morning I and had the biscuits and gravy and if you're watching on Facebook you just saw me drop some on my shirt
3: <laughs> we we uh we do appreciate that but I I you know sometimes I need to keep my mouth shut and not complain but I, it's always good I, I appreciate people thinking of that earlier we're going to get to the short list here but Earlier we had Ethan come in because he experienced a wrong way driver on interstate 55 on his way to work this morning. Guy driving in what was the fast lane. If you're going North on 55 and I guess he thought he was going South and he was in the slow lane and, um, he, he was, I mean, nobody got hurt where Ethan was, but apparently somebody did call it in. Sue went back and looked and somebody did call in a wrong way driver on 55 this morning, There are no reports of any injuries. We don't know if the guy got arrested or not. Which is
5: shocking that he hopefully was taken, he or she was taken into custody without. I mean, surely they were
3: drunk. We don't know. Completely uh, but wasted. I, I would just or want to update tired. you on that information. No way in are you
5: that tired and you get... No way. 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I know I've worked these crazy hours where I've had to be at work at 3 a.m. and and you are really tired but I still would not drive the wrong way no. down the interstate.
3: There's some, some medication be, is involved yeah. there. I'm saving Alcohol, us from a lawsuit. lawsuit. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep. I uh, we'll, uh, just want to update you on that. We got lots to get to, of course. Uh, still got uh, Jim Talent coming up. Ah, uh, Patrick Holland is going to join us in the, in the next hour. There's a bunch of stuff going on in Jeff City. We've talked about that, but there are people that 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 are wanting to change uh, the, the, your currency and and how you can uh, invest in uh, in the state of Missouri. And we're going to talk to Patrick Holland about that at around seven thirty-five uh, this morning. He's with the Missouri Freedom Initiative. Got that going on first. Here are our top stories. The Mark Cox shortlist.
4: Prior to me entering Congress, I had had a lot of threats on my life. I had even had times where um, I was, there were actual, you know, attempts made.
3: Well, that's scary. Uh, Corey Bush wants you to know, though, if uh, if you disagree with her spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on security, when no other area congressmen are, you must be a racist. Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85 percent black and Latino. Another squad member there, Ayanna Presley, wants you to know that if a private business closes down because it's being ravaged by theft, that is also racist. Would you
2: like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures.
3: Well, it's not easy to own somebody who's a multi-billionaire, but yesterday on national television, Senator Josh Hawley owned Mark Zuckerberg. Take a look at this picture. People in the
2: Shaw neighborhood posted pictures like this one online Wednesday to express their dismay.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you know what that picture was, Kim? No. (laughs) I know you probably... You, I don't know if you've seen the movie Christmas Vacation or not. Have, have you seen Most that?
5: of it. I actually haven't sat or, or and watched nas- the whole thing. Is it National Lampoon's, Lampoon's, Lampoon's
3: vacation, Va- it's vacation. It's not Christmas Vacation. It's National Lampoon's Vacation. I don't know what picture. And it's you can the tell one me. where the car, he drives through St. Louis and the car gets jacked up. East St. Louis. It's Well, it was East St. Louis. I know that. But the point is, the image is great because they leave the car and when they come back to it, it's on, literally on blocks. Yes. Not just... The, the wheels have been completely stolen While from the car. asking for directions. This happened in uh, the Shaw neighborhood yesterday. I'm not laughing about it, but the image he's talking about, the reporter here, you can't see it because it's a, a television story. They're showing pictures of cars all around the Shaw neighborhood over there near, near the Botanical Garden where they stole the entire—they didn't just break into the car. They jacked the car up on blocks and stole the wheels right off of them.
5: Surely there has got to be ring camera showing these clowns taking the time to jack up the car.
3: Channel 2 didn't find it if there is. Listen to this
2: report. Several neighbors report waking up Wednesday, walking outside and seeing their car sitting on bricks, wheels and tires gone.
0: That's a good boy.
2: We stopped by the Shaw Dog Park.
0: It's a fun time, especially on a nice day like today. (laughs)
2: hear what people had to say about this
0: it's really crazy that uh, they would go to the extreme of taking tires and wheels off people's cars
2: L- listen to what this guy does wait for it
0: that's pretty
5: bad
2: Longtime shaw resident mark bialzik says he's had his car broken into several times he takes out all of his valuables now and leaves it unlocked in an attempt to limit the damage he and others say these crimes are both annoying
3: <laughs> yeah both annoying <laughs> and maddening.
5: Uh, sorry, Carl, but that's why I moved out of the city. I used to live here, and I—I I like I'm not dealing with all of this.
3: Yeah, I don't know okay. how. I don't know. Well, how... I know you live in
5: the city, but I'm not saying every area is hit. Like maybe the Shaw neighborhood is, but the Shaw do...
0: neighborhood is supposed to be a good. But
5: uh, that's what I mean. I mean, I have million had, dollar had, homes. I've had friends who live in the Shaw neighborhood, and people say they generally feel safe. But then she actually moved because there was a deadly shooting in her neighborhood.
3: Like. On on I'm not saying they couldn't steal the wheels on my vehicle, but there are wheel locks on there. I mean, you can buy lug nuts that a regular uh, lug wrench is not going to remove. And there are things you can do. It's just maddening that you would have to do that, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And and to your point that nobody in the neighborhood either offered up ring video or had any ring video of, of them actually doing this crime. That seems hard to believe.
5: Okay, here's what's interesting. I found this story on AP talking about how Ring has come out and said that they're not going to be giving out video to assist with police investigations. I
3: did see something uh, about that. But if – how does Ring know?
5: Like, it's your video. Like, well, that, that's what I mean. I mean, how – how if you're paying for the services, why then would you not be able to give the police that video if it would help your case, if it would help catch somebody who maybe – Took I think that car. was it. I think
0: the homeowner has to do that now instead of instead of the, they went to ring, ring and without the homeowner knowing it, they gotcha. Them so they
5: can get it as long as they go through the homeowner and they give permission is what yeah. you're saying.
3: I yeah. guess uh, here, here's how they, they interviewed a, 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 a retired police officer who lives in the area. I thought this was good, too. Right? And Metro Police suggest people use
2: locking lug nuts and anti-theft devices for their wheels in order to avoid becoming Victims. They also say if you know anything about crimes like these, call police right away.
3: Reporting in the Shaw neighborhood in St. Louis, Max Knight Fox Two News. Yeah, I apparently didn't get the soundbite I thought I did there. There was a cop down there said, "I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why these people don't just get jobs." <laughs> also, dead. that. Thank you. <laughs> go, go get a job. There are plenty of them out there. Unbelievable. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to talk to St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy. we we'll- We talked to him yesterday before the break-ins in the Shaw neighborhood, or we would have mentioned that as well. Uh, But you are going to want to hear his comments on uh, what happened and why they haven't released the video yet and the reports on the school shooting that happened at the Performing Arts Academy. Still ahead, we've also got Shannon Bream and uh, our friend Griff Jenkins. We're going to give away some REO tickets today as well. Stay tuned. Call
0: from mom. Answer
2: it. Call silenced.
3: Everybody's a critic. Somebody called and complained that I said the other foot is going to drop instead of the other shoe.
5: Wait, this morning someone said that? But apparently
3: you do wear shoes on your feet, right? I mean, you knew what I was talking about. Yes. Okay.
5: It didn't even click with me. That's why I said (laughs) this morning. I
3: know, I know. Four hours of live radio a day and um, everybody's a critic. Get it right, Mark. I know. I apologize for that. I'm not trying to... Not trying to make anybody mad. Cam, are you proud of me? I didn't say anything.
5: I am, Carl. You should give yourself the clapping noise.
0: It was bothering me, the whole thing.
5: Good job, Carl.
0: But I didn't say anything. Maturity. You're learning. He's learning.
5: Don't tell (laughs) my wife.
3: (laughs) My friends at at Channel 4 are covering the story about the Reparations Commission. It's gearing up for its final Report, and I wanted you to hear a little bit of this, just in case you uh, you missed it, because um, they they what they have gathered here is a a coalition of brain surgeons to figure out exactly why they need to get free money. Can I? Just I'm say very that? pleased that we got an extension so we can t- cover this.
2: Michael Gregory lives in North County and is glad the extension is granted, but thought something was missing from the proposal.
3: And it has to have a cash payment. Um, component. Wednesday,
2: Gregory and dozens of others attended St. Louis City's Reparations Commission meeting. The group discussed the proposal focusing on issues ranging from education to public
0: health and housing. Carmen Long lives in the city. Central West End looked like heaven and then when you cross over Delmore, you look like it looked like hell to me because it's all trash, dumps in, and it's just
2: Vacant buildings. Long says black people have had a hard time trying to get resources to have a home.
5: Recently on the news, Webster Grove's
0: uh, residents found out some of them still have restrictive covenants.
2: Last week.
3: Yeah, uh, so that story that broke last week is the reason that now, a hundred years later, people that had nothing to do with any of that owe money to people who weren't alive when that happened.
5: We need the cash I, payment. I we don't, need the cash.
3: I it's 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 about it's about Barely. a money grab. I mean that you just got to you just got to call it uh, for what it is. And now they need more time to get a final report out. It reminds me of the fact that tomorrow is the deadline for your suggestions. Only if you're a resident of the city of St. Louis are you supposed to vote. But tomorrow is when you're supposed to give your final suggestions on how to divvy up all of the money we won from the Rams and you can bet that part of it is about payouts people want that money in their pocket or they want a government program designed that's going to funnel that money into their pocket one you've of, looked at the list
5: That one of the ideas among the other stupid ones is to use it to pay to open a new public school in the city of St. Louis they've talked about having to close public schools for a number of reasons but the biggest one being that that enrollment has dropped so yes. so why would you then put money toward building a new school I mean help me understand that Th- that makes absolutely no sense these ideas do nothing in fact that was really one of the questions that I had for Chief Tracy um, are you not upset that none of this is really going toward the police department people complain about the city not being safe because it's not and yet none of this money is being allocated or even suggested to be put toward hiring more police officers to patrol our streets, bring back businesses, bring back the people who've left the city and moved to the county because they're sick and tired of, for example, their car being broken into for the 15th time in a matter of like six months.
3: Hundreds of millions of dollars. And and there's no guarantee that spending an extra $30 million on the police department would prevent those people from getting their, their wheels stolen. Right. But if you've got those kinds of resources... What's the rush to waste it, I, I would argue, uh, and not at least dedicate some of it to the single biggest problem plaguing the city of St. Louis? Thank you. Which is crime. And if you go to their web page where they want you to vote, there are 11 options they've come up with. And that's all you can vote on are these 11 things that came out of this commission. And policing and public safety is not on the list. They have no intention of spending a dime of that money on anything that might improve the quality of life of everyone in the city of St. Louis, and that would be by cracking down on crime. It's crazy what's going on here. You can see more of that story. Channel 4's got the website up about the Reparations Commission, and you can give them money if you want. You can donate it for free because they're about to come and take some of it anyway, it sounds like. Hey, Chief Robert Tracy... SLMPD coming up 635. We'll be right back. St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy uh, joining us on the phone uh, and right now and Chief I tell you welcome to St. Louis. It's been a year now and uh, we're thrilled we can finally get you on the radio this morning.
4: Well I'm happy to be here Mark and and it means a lot to be able to get the perspective out and have a conversation with you and to get a broader audience. Uh, so it's it's my honor and pleasure. So uh, I hope we can have a productive uh, call on this radio.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, let's let's talk about numbers. I, I saw you've, your crime numbers are down in the year since you've been here. That's a good trend. Um, let's talk about the policing numbers you're dealing with in your department. The last number I saw, I'm sure you can update me on this, was about 890 active officers. Roughly half of those are probably on the street. Uh, how does that impact your ability? to fight crime, because that's what, three, roughly 300 lower than than the, than the departments budgeted for. Am I right on those numbers?
4: Yeah, you're pretty close, but I might make a few corrections. But if I could just start from the beginning, yeah, you talked about the crime numbers. R- really, uh, when I walked into this police department over a year ago, uh, um, second time I'm the first outside chief, so I evaluated the department. One thing I can say, uh, these police officers, tremendous police officers, men and women, also our civilian professional staff, because the jo- there's a few hundred uh, support professional staff that are getting the job done, from 911 operators to the uh, to the city marshals to our park rangers to, to our uh, crime analysts and everybody else supporting us in our roles. We can't forget about them. And then we got our commissioned police officers. Uh, I saw a lot of resiliency. I've seen a lot of great work that's being done under tremendous pressure that we've had, uh... Uh, in my 40 year career, taking a look at it in this time in policing, so but your question you, you led into it, how are we getting this done where every police department in the United States is down in personnel and really, I like to talk stay with a kind of steady number, all commissioned police officers. so at the end of the year, we were around nine hundred and thirty seven and you 're absolutely right it 's down from a few hundred where we were from a few years ago. Uh, It's not unique to St. Louis. Uh, I speak to a lot of police chiefs throughout the country, mid-sized, large cities, small small agencies. And we're all trying to see how we can get people back into this noble profession. We're really, we're at the end of the year around 937 commissioned police officers. And once again, it's been down. Yes, there are challenges. And there's a couple of things that we're doing to address this and, and with the help of the Department of Personnel, the mayor's support, the community support, uh, recruitment, retention, some of the universities, and some of the things that we're doing that if you'd like me to get into it, uh, I kind of kind of I- went on a pretty Good run there, But I, I kind of want to take a break there and just tell you, get into some of the ways that we're trying to address these things to well. see if we can bring this back up the budgeted strength.
5: Chief, it seems like Mayor Jones really has, has called to defund the police. I know several members of the Board of Aldermen have called to defund the police. So a lot of people here in the city don't really seem to support kind of your efforts to obviously want to grow the department. And it also seems like the city has plenty of money. They're talking about how to spend this RAM settlement money. How big of a difference would it make for your department to have more funding to be able to hire more officers to patrol the streets?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, but you got to take a look at one thing. Uh, You know, going outside for the first time in in the history of this police department, uh, if you look a little bit at my reputation, uh, you know, it's data-driven, it's crime control strategist. Uh, If... You know if this administration did not want to really take a hard look at reducing crime I probably wouldn't be sitting in the seat speaking with you so that's number one number two uh, you know the one thing that we were losing police officers is that when it comes to economics that's huge if if the surrounding municipalities and and the county and the state we're all paying more to to their police officers they can actually do a lateral transfer and we were losing a lot of officers to other jurisdictions so the one thing the mayor sitting down when I first got here, well, we were in uh, collective bargaining agreement talks, and you know they were at an impasse. We opened things back up, talked to talked with the union, everybody came back to the table, and they got an historic raise that at least makes us competitive for starting salaries, and then also uh, competitive for seasoned offices. And they have an economic with an economic reopen this year, so I'm actually at the table with with. Uh, uh, with union representatives right now to talk about economics and other things and, and labor management uh, rules that we're all talking about. I think that's made a difference. Uh, first of all, we had four academy classes, two graduated last year. I got two in right now, and I got another one coming in. And we changed the business model, and we're working, we're working where we're putting academy classes in, not waiting six months, and we're getting the list immediately so we can stay competitive. And then secondly, uh, you know, a lot of these offices that left 14 I've sworn back in this year, or actually in 2023, and, I'm, and I have a couple right now. So they wouldn't be coming back unless they see that things are changing here and the economics are there. And if, the, if morale was down, if you're not going to come back to a place that, that you wanted to leave if you're in another jurisdiction, So I think those are all promising signs, but you know what? We're still not keeping up with attrition.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard, I've got friends who are police officers who've and, and others who've observed and said, you know, when you've got staffing problems as you face, and I'm sure you've faced in other departments that you, where you've been chief, if you've got uh, only three or four officers in a precinct and because of flu or somebody's sick or whatever the case is, and there's a shooting, they all get tied up on it. And then other calls can't be addressed unless you're bringing people in from other precincts. So that's got to be an ongoing challenge for you.
4: Yeah. And, and you're going back to my NYPD days when you keep saying precincts, I have to be careful here. It's districts. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're going with precincts, which is going to bring my other DNA in, but you know, absolutely. But here's the thing we have discretionary resources that are out here where we can move them around the city to support the districts if some, if we have an influx or we have a patterns and trends and an uptick in crime. So, you know, I got to balance where we keep uh, men and women on patrol. And it sometimes you're still the specialized units you're gonna need. You are gonna need domestic violence, you're gonna need homicide detectives, mobile field force, anti crime teams. And then if something like that happens, you know, the platoon command is gonna know is going to know when a shift starts. Those things are those things happen in every place that I've been in. And then what we do, we can start to move some resources in that area that we make sure that we're handling the nine one one calls in a timely manner. Yeah. And then also we're keeping the the city safe. And then we can always and this is nothing new. We can also keep individuals on from the prior shift to make sure that we got that coverage. And I've been asked, well, if, then you don't need more offices. And I had to say this at some community meetings. Oh, no, no, at the end of the day, you, you do need more offices because I'm asking to do this on overtime and you want to make sure that your officers are getting the proper rest because we all know in any profession if you start to get tired that's when you start making mistakes and that's not just in policing.
3: That's a good point. Chief Robert Tracy our guest from the city of St. Louis. So this is a question that I know the other members of the local media have asked as well. Fifteen months ago there was the shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts Academy. It was a tragedy. (laughs) I hear there were a lot of heroic actions that day on the part of responding officers. Why hasn't that report been released? I mean, if there's nothing to hide, why not release the report and the video?
4: Yeah, and you know what? And I watched that from the East Coast uh, uh, and, and watching you look at these situations that can happen anywhere in the United States tremendous, tremendous job. I watched a press conference. I watched uh, the timeline that was given out by my predecessor, uh, uh, the interim chief, uh, Mike Sachs. And, and I looked at everything that was done. And when I got here, I, I wanted to look a little deeper at exactly how they did it, how they responded. I spoke to some of the leaders that went in. And then we've had awards for this. We've honored 600 people over to St. Louis University High School. Uh, I've been at different awards uh, ceremonies, and I've heard the heroics and, and what happened. And uh, to make sure that I can learn and the type of training they went through, that set them up to make sure that we can mitigate this in such a swift manner, where we've seen things happen. Uh, and down in Texas, you don't really want to keep honing on that. But a Department of Justice report came out that some things that weren't done right, and there was more loss of life that happened uh, down in Texas. Yeah, in but Bobby. Chief, I mean, the
3: suspect is dead unless anybody right. else is going to be charged. W- why not release the information?
4: Yeah, well, you know, during an investigation, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, of video. And I'm bound by the Sunshine Law and, and things with closed records. Some of the things that we're doing is I have to have someone go over these tapes or they were going over them when I came here. And our internal affairs unit, they're looking at everything. they got to do written reports on this. And then they got to anonymize people in it. You're dealing with a school right now, and you're dealing with children, and you're dealing with laws as far as exposing that. And at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be coming out very shortly. How, how, uh, it's, how it's,
5: soon it's, do you think, Chief, would you anticipate that would be released?
4: You know, when, I, when, I, when I say this, I get myself a little bit of trouble that if it's not on that date, I could say uh, – it's, it's getting close to a, a few more weeks and that depending on dea- and speaking with the families and being sensitive to trauma that's going to be brought back up and how we do this and when we put it out I'm hoping I'm hoping and I have to be sensitive to my investigators that are doing this to make sure they're doing a proper investigation uh, I would have love to have this out earlier and that was my that those were my thoughts but after speaking with uh, uh, my uh, internal affairs investigators who are going through this we want it done right and we want it done within the law so this is really more of an exception why it's taking long uh, but I hope to have it out in the next several weeks and then everybody's gonna be able to have it uh, obviously there's some things that uh, you're gonna see a lot of a lot of video we're gonna put things out and then people can take what they need and probably put the outline again of what happened so uh, I'm with you I know a lot of people want to see this come out and and like you said there's things and processes that I'm following within my new police department and in my state that I want to be to, respectful to, and I'm going to do that. And listen, a few more weeks in the timeline that's already happened, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I'm hoping everybody's been patient because then I get, we got to speak with the families. And we got to speak with the school, and we got to get everybody prepared for this because this is this is going to open up some trauma when these things are released. I, I think people are forgetting that on the other end.
3: Yeah, um, Chief Robert Tracy. Listen, uh, we appreciate you giving us some time uh, this morning, and we'd love to have you on again, maybe after that report comes out.
4: Uh, I would love to, Mark, uh, I, and I would love to do this regularly with you. It would be my my pleasure.
3: Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you happening
1: go so you know this
2: you know the thing what the hell is going on in other news
1: universal music group announced in an open letter on tuesday night that it would revoke its licensing agreement with tiktok if the companies could not reach a new deal to compensate artists and songwriters whose works are used across the social media platform in the letter universal alleged that during renewal discussions with tiktok leading up to their contract which is expiring yesterday there were three issues that the two couldn't seem to agree on. One being compensation for the artists and songwriters, protecting artists from artificial intelligence, and online safety for TikTok users. Did the Chinese Communist government care about any of that? I don't know if they
3: did or not, but I'm People they're using not using to care, though. Yeah, no. I guess so. Big fans of
5: Taylor Swift over there, I bet.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to wonder. I, I just don't know how, for the average user how big of an impact that has well, on it. It,
0: for the average user, if you want to use, who's one of the artists? Ariana Grande?
1: Yeah, it was uh, Ariana Grande, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. If you want to Drake. use a
0: Taylor Swift song in your TikTok, now you can't.
1: Right. Ah, They're okay. not available.
3: That'll teach them.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. Five months after signing a new five-year labor deal, averting a mass strike, uh, UPS shared on Tuesday that it will cut 12,000 jobs throughout this year as part as a bid to save $1 billion in costs. Managers and contractor positions will make up most of the layoffs. The job cuts come after UPS issued a disappointing sales outlook for this year, saying it expects global revenue of between $92 billion and $94.5 billion.
5: Didn't they just come out and say wow. that the average UPS driver was making like $80,000 a year or something like that? I don't know if that was including benefits.
1: Yeah, they were making a lot. That or was a $100 big thing or of it. something like that. Yep, they mm-hmm. did. And now... Now they're People are losing
0: a jobs, billion dollars. Well, you know why? It's because their biggest client still is Amazon, but now Amazon is they have their delivering own delivering its own
1: stuff. Yeah, so that, could be that a problem. keeps
0: going down and down and down.
1: Well, if you get laid off from UPS, you can go to Walmart. They are now going to be paying <sighs> their um, managers the opportunity up to earn up to four hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm I'm quitting this job. What? Starting in April, Walmart store managers will receive an annual grant of Walmart stock. While the amount is wow. based on store format, managers at supercenters will receive $20,000 in stock every year. The retailer also recently redesigned its pay structure and bonus program to put more cash in the manager's pockets. Managers will now earn an average base salary of $128,000 per year, up 9% from the $117,000 they were earning last year.
3: I, I got to tell you, there's some jobs I don't think I'd do for $400,000 a year. <laughs> yeah, I, Honestly, that, and I listened to an interview with, with a business analyst the other day on this. It's an incredibly, that would be an incredibly difficult job. Not just based on the fact that you're completely responsible for all, everything in that entire store running smoothly, but getting enough Human beings, in there on a daily basis to make it operate
0: and turn the lights on, and dealing with the people that go to. Walmart. Well, that's right. a,
3: that's a whole separate issue. But yeah, customer service. Hopefully, that individual is getting compensated for all of the Karens who try to bring back food that they don't like. Or the or people couches
1: or ma'am, whatever. could
0: you please put <laughs> some
1: pants on? <laughs> yeah, couches. Or, yeah. I worked. I'd for like Walmart to return this couch <laughs> for seven years, and I worked at customer service. And the worst thing I ever had back, a lady brought back a used pregnancy test. Oh, she come on. She said it didn't on. work. Because it was negative or because it was positive? Because That's it, what it She was said it was wrong. It didn't work. And I was like, I don't think I can take this back. It's a health reason. Thank you. And the managers took it back. I was like, I refuse to do this. If you guys want to do it, be my guest, but I'm not doing it.
5: Sorry for the pee-soaked tip, but I here know. you go.
1: I was like, the bad part was she worked there, too. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. She knew she was getting it. She knew she was going to get it back. So did was she pregnant? Uh, Yes, she ended up being pregnant. (laughs) Speaking of returning things, a viral TikTok video showing a customer at Costco returning a a two-and-a-half-year-old couch has sparked some debate. Uh, The video has 2.8 million views. The lady's name is Jackie Nguyen. She posted the video in which she returned a couch at Costco two-and-a-half years after buying it without a receipt. And people are, like, just going nuts over this video Saying, how can you bring back a couch after two and a half years? Did she get her money back? She did. They, they will. They it. have
5: a great return policy there. I'll say that. Well,
1: yeah. But great. that's
3: just dumb. That, that's I'm, why I would never be cut out for retail, a retailer. Right. No, I like
5: wouldn't want to deal with their crap. And the whole thing about the customer's always right. I'm like, no, you're no. wrong in this case. <laughs> Thank you. It's like the, the Friends episode. I know you guys are probably going to look at me with a puzzled <laughs> face. But they're like, ma'am, this couch is split in half. You so realize- you're telling me.
0: We watched Friends.
5: <laughs> I thought you guys weren't that big of Friends fans. do you know the scene that I'm on. talking about? They tried to, okay, to the do not remember.
0: And she's yeah. like, so you're telling me you
5: bought it split in half? <laughs> you, you talk
0: about it like we don't know what it is.
5: I don't know, Carl. You don't seem to know a lot of the scenes I talk about. Oh, wow.
0: Because we watched it, just, it when it was
3: it's on. It's because Carl's had a lot of drinks between then and now and it's killed some brain cells. <laughs> yes. So that's okay.
1: And no. <laughs> Uh, Buying a home is getting harder and harder for the younger generations. In a recent report, it's found that part of the reason is that the older generations just aren't selling their bigger homes, despite being empty nesters. A report released from Redfin this month found that empty nest baby booners own 28% of large homes, described as homes with three bedrooms or more, compared to 14% owned by millennials. So basically what they're saying is it's like a chain reaction. The older people aren't selling their big homes. The people who are ready to upgrade can't upgrade leaving the new home, you know, the driving prices right.
3: up. Yeah. So if you're sitting out there thinking right. that you should do that, there you go. That's part of the demand and part of the slowdowns that they don't want to give up their 3% mortgage rate. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's> a, that <laughs> yeah would be, exactly. That might be the other side of that issue. All right. Thank you, Ethan. Appreciate it. Coming up, former Senator Jim Tallon is going to join us and Shannon Bream from Fox News Sunday. Stay tuned.
2: Get more at 971talk.com.